There are no more excuses. All of the pieces are in place, and if the Chargers can live up to expectations, Justin Herbert will be your NFL MVP. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons, but we're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. But David, it's game week. The Chargers are playing the Raiders this weekend on Sunday so excited for that, and it's always family trust and respect around here. But today, Amen. we need to look at some season expectations for the Chargers players. And like I said at the beginning of the show, if the Chargers players can live up to the expectations, Justin Herbert will win NFL MVP. He basically did it. So we'll talk about what he has to do and the expectations we have for him this year. We also have some prize picks projections. So we're going to be getting into if the Chargers can go more than or less than what they think they're going to do this season, like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Austin Eckler, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, and much more. Before getting in to our breakout candidates, David, we always have breakout candidates. We will not be having Kenneth Murray or Jerry Tillery in this year's breakout candidates. We have new guys at the end of the show. I'll give you one. Zier Adderley, for sure, fits in that category. Oh, yeah. But today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKEDON. So, David, Let's start with the one and only the golden boy, Justin Herbert, and what he's going to do in 2022. And we asked Daniel Jeremiah, like, what are your expectations when you're already a borderline MVP, MVP type of player, right? And that's what he had last season. I think the interceptions are going to come down this year because he got incredibly unlucky there. But what other steps can this dude take? Because he was already so crazy. He's had the best two seasons we've ever seen. And I absolutely think, David, so much of it has to do with winning that if the Chargers team can keep up with Justin Herbert and how good he's been, right? We always say QB wins are not a stat. If the Chargers team can, you know, help Justin Herbert out a little bit instead of him putting them on his back, he will be the MVP this season. Especially because we know Justin Herbert elevates the people around him. We know that he makes everyone around him better. Imagine what he is capable of doing when he doesn't have to overcome his defense giving up 28 points per game. Just imagine that. Just think about that for a second right now. And if you look at the things that the Chargers have done this offseason to address that defense in particular, to be able to maybe take some pressure off of Justin Herbert and let him go out there and play free, I think you're going to see the absolute best version of Justin Herbert out there. And the best version of Justin Herbert is the MVP of the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And I mean... it. He, obviously, if he reaches his ceiling, like it's something we've never seen before, right? I mean, yeah. but the, I think the most encouraging thing is when you look at who his competition will be. I think his biggest competition is Josh Allen. I mean, I oh, think yeah. with the rushing yards, how good that team should be, even after he kind of regressed as a passer a little bit last season. And I think it got, you know, buried a little bit by a historic playoff game where he looked like he was the best quarterback in the NFL. But if you're looking at who won it last year, I think, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert had pretty similar seasons last year, right? Justin Herbert had more yards. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers had a higher yards per attempt. Justin Herbert had more touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers had less interceptions, right? But they were both right there. The big difference was 
Green Bay went 13 and three or 13 and four. You know, that's 13 yeah. wins. That's very, very tough to do. And I think wins are so important. I mean, the least win somebody has had to win MVP was Matt Ryan, his Super Bowl season with the Falcons. They went 11 and five. It comes down to that, David. You have to have a team around you. It's not just about having a huge statistical season. It's about being a great player, being the best player on a great team. And that's why I think it's so much about what the team does along with them because he could have put up almost the similar stats to what he did last season, and I think he'd win it. But we do have some projections here from Prize Picks, David. So I'm wondering if you're going under, you know, less than either one of these stats here for you. They have him at 4,700.5 passing yards. He's the highest one out of anyone they have at quarterback and 36 and a half passing touchdowns. Do you think he's going to go more than both of those numbers? I do. Yeah, I think he's going to do more <laughs> than crazy. both of those numbers. And it, it is crazy, but Justin Herbert is capable of doing that. I mean, he he did 38 touchdowns last year just through the air and three on the ground. That's 40 plus touchdowns. And it seems like that was with you know him not having full mastery of the offense. Now he does have full mastery of the offense. You hear every single person who talks about Justin Herbert in that Chargers organization, in that building, say so. They they yeah. say, hey, you think he was good last year. Just wait. Just wait to see what he is going to do now that he has full command of the offense and also has those inventory of experiences about the defenses that he's, that he's seen, the defenses that have troubled him. And the one thing we know about Justin is when he makes mistakes, he does not make those mistakes again. Absolutely. I mean, and yeah, how smart he is for sure is a big part of that. But you also have to think, hey, Aaron Rodgers just lost Devontae Adams, right? Patrick Mahomes just lost Tyreek Hill. Tom yeah. Brady's another year older, right? Those are the last MVPs this league has had. And you would have a better case that Justin Herbert has everything he had before and then some as far as the offensive line and Gerald yeah. Everett over Jared Cook and, you yep. know, all the other things that we know so far, at least, you know, as we see it right now. So the one part of this on price picks that would be hammering is the 13 and a half interceptions. I think Justin Herbert oh, is yeah. going to have less than that because of how unlucky he was last year. He even had the most drop passes by his pass catchers. So, I mean, that's another kind of feather in his hat is something where he could actually have better results this season, which is nuts considering what he did last year. But let's go to the running backs here, David and Austin Eckler. He's a tricky one because prize picks has his projections at eight rushing touchdowns. He had 12 in 2021 and 800.5 rushing yards. He had 911 in 2021. So where would you go? Would you go more than or less than on those numbers for touchdowns and rushing yards? Yeah, I mean, th this might surprise some people out there, but I think I'm going to go less than on both, on both? of those numbers. And, and, and it's because the talent, that the chargers have at the running back position now is a lot better than it was last year. Yeah. I think from the better part of the season, they were just searching for that one player that was going to be able to step in and just grab the bull by the horns and take that RB two spot. And we really didn't see that happen on a consistent basis. And really at any point last season, I feel like yeah. you coming into this year, you have guys that are clearly improved. Josh Kelly looks like a much different player. They bring in, a guy who has a lot of experience, who has championship experience, and you have a lot more talent there. So, and I yeah. think you're you're not going to be able to give Austin Eckler as many carries. And hey, maybe being able to spell Austin Eckler and get a more efficient version of Austin Eckler is going to be the reason why you don't get quite as high rushing numbers or as high rushing touchdowns because the ball is going to be sh spread around to Sonny Michelle and Josh Kelly and Isaiah Spiller. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think the Chargers loved having him get that many rushing attempts last season. No. I do think that's probably the closest he'll ever get to a thousand. 
I do think the numbers will regress somewhat, but I think they're right around it there. I mean, 800 seems right around where I think Austin Eckler is going to finish. Same with eight touchdowns. Going from 12 to eight, I mean, I still think he's probably going to have, what, 13, 14, 15 touchdowns when you add up the receiving and rushing for sure. After that, it might be a little bit even more interesting, David. So quickly here, when you are talking about the rest of those guys, Sony Michelle, a banged-up Isaiah Spiller, and Josh Kelly, we don't know who RB2 is right now, but if you had to go – which one of those guys is going to have the most rushing attempts in 2022? Who would you go with? That's a really, really good question. And, you know, especially when you enter Sonny Michelle into this conversation, that, that really, really changed things for me. Um, before, I think if you had asked me a week ago, I probably would have said Josh Kelly, just because, I mean, I, I really liked what he's done this offseason. But now that you add Sonny Michelle into the conversation, what he's already done in the NFL, what he's done in this league, I think it's Sonny Michelle is going to be the guy that gets the second most amount of carries behind Austin Eckler. I think that's probably fair. I mean, it's hard because, I mean, I know Isaiah Spiller will come along at his own pace and they don't necessarily yeah. need him to take a huge share. I think Sony Michelle, even though I like his experience and I like a lot of the parts of his game, he's pretty non-flashy, right? He's not a super flashy back. Doesn't bring a ton of upside yeah. as far as, you know, athleticism and things like that go. It might be Josh Kelly to me. I, it might be. It's That's, really it tough. It was a tough I, one. Yeah. I think it is a 1A and 1B situation, but I might lean Kelly right now just because of, I think it is going to be a hot hand situation, and at least yeah. from what I've seen recently more likely that he would be getting the high hand. And, you know, Very someone fair. like, you know, Sony Michelle, maybe he's more trusted towards the goal line and really, you know, vulture some touchdowns. So yeah. we'll kind of see how that ends up playing itself out. But let's get to the wide receivers quickly here. David Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Tons of, you know, selections that can be made over at Price Picks, including 1,025 and a half yards for Keenan Allen, six and a half touchdowns, 95 and a half catches. Mike Williams, 1,000.5 receiving yards, 6.5 touchdowns, and 66 and a half catches. So which one of those really, you know, were you looking at where you felt like you had a good idea of what was going to happen? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the one that kind of stands out to me is, is Keenan Allen's numbers. I think this is probably the first time that he's going to have under 95 catches. Oh no. And I think that has a lot to do with the emergence of Josh Palmer. I, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about Josh Palmer later on, but I think this is the first time in about five seasons he has less than 95 catches, but I do think he is going to score more touchdowns than six this season. I think his yards per catch are going to go up as well. I think they're going to throw some more deep shots to Keenan Allen this year. Interesting. I mean, I have less than on Keenan Allen touchdowns at six and a half, as I think six is his magic number there. Yeah. Uh, and 95 and a half, I mean, I'm going more than on that. I mean, five straight seasons of doing it, 97 plus catches. I mean, every other season he's been over 100. I have more doubts I think about Mike Williams and some of his numbers honestly I think six and a half touchdowns I think it will surpass a thousand receiving yards he's only done it twice and one time he had a thousand and one receiving yards like it was very very close like last still year counts. was a you know a thousand yard season by a good amount you know 1100 plus yards nothing to sneeze at I would have a tough time going more than there I would go more than on the touchdowns the catches too I mean he had 76 last year he never had more than 49 in a season before that. So, I mean, it's a different offense. They featured him differently, but I do think that Josh Palmer snaps could definitely eat into Mike Williams production as much as it does Keenan Allen's production. So that's going to be interesting. I would say more than for most of them on Keenan Allen, I would question, I wouldn't feel super confident on the Mike Williams one. I guess it's still kind of, Hey, I still kind of want to see it happen in back-to-back years, you know, sort of thing. But we do have more, especially on the defensive side and the projections that we have for guys like, 
Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, and also another interesting question, David. Who's going to play more snaps at safety this year, Alohi Gilman or J.T. Woods? So we're going to get into that, but it's a great time for me to tell you guys about the best daily fantasy site out there, and that is Price Picks. And that's where all these projections are coming from, and that's one of the things I love about Price Picks. You go on there, you're not having to play against somebody else, right? You're not going one-on-one with someone. You're playing against Price Picks projections. You're playing against the house, basically. If they go more than what you, you know, they're putting on there, like we just gave you a bunch of them, right? I mean, I'd be hammering that under, you know, that less than on the interceptions for sure for Justin Herbert. I mean, 15, I think he's definitely going to go less than that. But that's where all these projections are coming from. And you can do game-by-game game projections as well. You can go, you know, more or less than 300 passing yards for Justin Herbert in any given game. Those are the kind of things they have over there. And I love it. Basically, you just pick two to five players that will – Go score more or less than their price picks projection. You can run up to 10 times your money on any entry, which is awesome. Price picks also offers projections on any sport that you can find, guys. NFL, NBA, NHL, baseball, college football, whatever. And it's a great time because it's football. So I'm going to have a ton of selections in for the first NFL Sunday for sure. But all you guys have to do is download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50. So that's free money to play with at Price Picks and don't forget the promo code locked on to sign up for that instant deposit match. All right, David, we talked about a lot of guys on the offensive side, and obviously there's a lot of guys to get to, but the defensive side I thought was interesting as well. And let's start with the two big edge rushers, right? Arguably the best tandem of edge rushers the Chargers have ever had. Sean Merriman, Sean Phillips probably would like a word, but I think, you know, at least for Joey Bosa and for Khalil Mack, this is the best guy they've ever played across, right? And we've talked about kind of what oh, that yeah. could do for them as a team. But let's talk about the numbers that Price Picks has for those guys. Because for Joey Bosa, they have it at 12.75. That's a high number. I mean, it would be a career high for him. He, yeah. His highest ever is 12 and a half, and that was yeah. quite a while ago. It was. You know, so that is a, an interesting number for Khalil Mack. It's 10.25, which... He hasn't had 10-plus sacks since 2018. So, David, when you're seeing those sack numbers, I mean, that's a combined, what is that, 23 sacks between the two of them. Where would you go there more than or less than? Well, I'm going more than because I've already been on record saying that this tandem is going to get close to 30 sacks. So, yeah, I'm definitely going the over. I I think Mm -hmm. uh, Keenan, or excuse me, Joey Bosa is really going to benefit from Khalil Mack being on the other side. You can't double him anymore. You can't triple team him anymore. You know, you're going to have to be very selective with your chips and how you use your tight ends because you have to worry about both sides equally. And I think these guys are really going to feed off of each other. And that's why I'm I'm hammering the more than on both Joey Bosa and Mr. Max Sachs. (laughs) I mean, I. For that, that's a huge number, and I don't, I don't know if they'll get close to thirty without one of them putting up, you know, eighteen or something, something ridiculous. And I mean, I'm not saying that's out of the question, but let's be honest. I mean, for Joey Bosa, twelve and a half is his career high. For Khalil Mack, it's been since 2018, right? Since he's even gotten into double digits. I think out of the two of them, I think Joey Bosa is more likely to set a career high and yeah. go more than 12.75 than Khalil Mack is to get 10.25. But the thing is, to me, and I'm not, I don't, it's not that I don't think Khalil Mack could get 10 sacks. I definitely do. But out of the two of them, I would tell you I would have more confidence in Joey Bosa because best counterpart, he, counterpart he's ever had for both of them, right? So it plays both ways. Yeah. But I think with Joey Bosa specifically, being across from that Khalil Mack bull rush 
where that tackle is getting driven into the quarterback's lap and the guy, you know, the quarterback has to go somewhere, right? I think a lot of times they're going to end up in the hands of Joey Bosa or the ball yeah. is going to end up in the hands of, you know, any other defender because Joey Bosa is putting it on the ground. Yeah, so I is. think like, I mean, I think it's going to work both ways. If I had to guess, I'd say they both get double digits. But if Khalil Mack had 10, that wouldn't be the most surprising thing. And like, even if he had 10 sacks, like he could be their most impactful defender in a lot of oh, ways, yeah. like because of everything else he's bringing to the table. So out of the two of them, I'd probably go Bosa. But let's talk about Derwin James, David. Let's talk about the projection prize picks has for them. 114 and a half tackles. Interesting. You know, you go tackles with someone like Derwin James, but both healthy seasons he's had he's gone over 100 tackles where are you going with that one more than or less than yeah i i like that number uh, 114 for derwin but I, I think with the collection of talent that you now have on this defense i don't think you're going to need derwin james to have 115 tackles i think you're going to see more splash plays and more interceptions you're going to see more sacks i think you're going to see more impact plays so i don't know if I it's going to be 115 to, i'm going to go with the less than on that but i still, still think you're going to see a lot of impact from D, from dj yeah, I mean, I, I would go less than two because, I mean, I think a lot of their tackles were, you know, tackles not being made at the right. first and second level. Clean up tackles. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, Derwin making tackles that somebody else probably should have made. Yep. Um. So I would go less than there. But here's my, what about this one? Could Derwin James have five interceptions and five sacks in 2022? Yes, I definitely think that Derwin James can do that this year. I think last year with, with the shoulder injury he was dealing with, um, you know, he had a couple that he dropped. And so he could have had a lot more than he had last year. Yeah. I think with a, a, a very healthy situation and a lot of money in his pocket, I think he's going to go out there and he's going to really ball out and truly show everybody what he is capable of doing and really being that true Swiss Army knife that we know Derwin James to be. All right, so for the interceptions for J.C. Jackson, this isn't a prize picks projections, but it's our own projection. And it's at six and a half interceptions, David. That's where I'm putting it. He had, you know, he's had 17 in the last two seasons, nine and eight, respectively. Do you think he's going over six and a half with the Chargers in his first season? Yeah, it's really hard because I haven't seen a Chargers defender take off six passes. I Since mean, Casey I don't Hayward. really, yeah, Casey Hayward, right? Casey it's been a Hayward's long time. Season, and before yeah. that, you know, I don't, you know, you can't really even look at anybody. Yeah, Cromarty, which you know was many years ago at this sure. point. So Trey Boston um, had like a ton that one season too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's last. right. No, you're right. Um, but yeah, I think I, I I'm gonna go with seven. So I'm gonna go with the more than for for JC. I, I think he's gonna get a lot of a lot of opportunities. He is going to be a guy that's going to be on you know your number one wide receivers and, and traveling quite a bit. But hey, this is a ball hawk. This is what he's done his entire career. There is just a trajectory and a track record of success for interceptions. So yeah, I'm definitely going to go with a more than for Mister Int. Yeah, maybe I should have said it at seven and a half. I think that would be tougher, you know. But it's just yeah, it's hard to imagine. I mean, new first year in a new system like that's such a big number. It is. If the Chargers have been so bad at taking the ball away. I think the the JC Jackson dilemma is like obviously like on one side I'm thinking okay, well there's other guys to target, right? You target Michael yeah. Davis, you target Asante Samuel Jr. Be careful targeting Bryce Callahan because that dude was getting his hands on everything. Yes, he was in training camp, <laughs> but. Either way, like there's other places, right? But then you have to ignore your own best receiver, right? Exactly. You have to play your game and go through your game plan without your best receiver. And there's ways to and get. And you know, there's some QBs that are going to take some shots, right? They're going to be, oh, I can beat JC. Well, it's just his ball skills are so crazy. Like he yeah, doesn't yeah, even have to get targeted that many times to come away with seven interceptions. So if we're going six and a half, I'm going over. I mean, I do think seven is a nice number for JC. I still think he leads the team, and I think you know he does bring a dynamic that they've been missing. For a long time but quickly here let's go to a big question i have for 
the defense. We're talking about what these guys are going to do and their projections. I'm having a tough time projecting what the safeties are going to do behind guys like Derwin James and, you know, Nazir Adderley, who's proven himself at this point. JT Woods and Alohi Gilman, because we know that JT Woods, at least right now, it seems like it would have be hard to trust him on the field. But Alohi Gilman has had some pretty, you know, bad moments as well. I mean, Alohi Gilman makes JT Woods like a, or JT Woods makes Alohi Gilman look like a good tackler in a lot of ways, at least in the preseason, which is saying a lot because Alohi Gilman missed 17.8% of his tackles in yeah. 2021, right? He has been the third safety on the field for the Chargers since last season, right? He played 355 snaps last season for the Chargers. Which one of these two dudes, David, at the end of the season is going to get more snaps? Well, you know, will it be Woods that has more than Gilman? Because obviously we know he has the speed, he has the physical tools, he has the takeaway ability. Can he get up to speed fast enough? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, especially the Chargers have already showed if they don't trust you as a player, they're not going to put you out on the football field. I mean, the perfect example is Brendan Hymas. So I think it's a very similar situation for JT. I think he, he's it's going to take some time for him to earn snaps. He's really going to have to prove to the coaching staff that he, he can tackle. And right now, we haven't seen any indication that that would be the case. So I think yeah. it has to be a Lowy Gilman because he has the trust of the coaching staff. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's a toughie because you know exactly why the Chargers brought in JT Woods, right? Yeah, it's, it's the ball so skills they, for sure. Well, and it's to move Derwin James around to have someone back there with the ball skills that you don't have to feel that bad putting Derwin James closer to the line of scrimmage. J, you know, Lohi Gilman doesn't have those ball skills. You know, no. three seasons in, he's never really shown that. And he obviously misses a lot of tackles as well. So it's like you're kind of getting that poison either way. They have raved about Gilman's, you know, communication and stuff like that, you know, the little things. But JT Woods, like, you know, we all know what he can do potentially based on, you know, some of the projections, but he still does have to fill out a little bit. I guess I'd go Alohi Gilman, but at the same time, I mean, maybe Alohi Gilman goes out there and isn't what they want to be. I think we want it to be JT. I think we want it to be JT, but right now I just don't know how you can have confidence that it's going to be JT at this point. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Trey Marshall played a lot of snaps last year, so like, there's going to be opportunities for someone else to come in. I think that JT Woods is a better fit for what they want to do, but Alohi Gilman is the more trusted player at this point, which is why I would lean that direction. But we do have another very, very good segment to get into, David, because we're talking about breakout players, and you already gave one away a little bit. Josh Palmer, I told you guys, Nazir Adderley is going to be there, but there's a couple more guys we're going to get into as well and talking about which guys could make that leap in 2022 and kind of enter the national mainstream media view of guys that are respected around the league as very good players. And there's several guys who I think could do that. But I do need to tell you guys about a breakout candidate in the snack game. And I'm talking about Built Bars, my favorite protein bar. And right now, guys, not only are we talking about Built Bars, we're talking about Cookie Dough Chunk Puff Built Bars. I mean, let me introduce you guys to your new favorite protein bar. The Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs have a light, chewy texture real cookie dough chunks, which you're not supposed to usually have on your diet. And of course, they're 100% covered in real chocolate and soft and easy to chew. The best part about it, you can feel like you're getting that cookie dough flavor while also eating something healthy for you because cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein per bar. There's so many great flavors to choose from at built.com that you guys can get in on in boxes that you can get where you can try a different bunch of kinds, bunch of different kinds. But right now, guys, I'm definitely sticking with the cookie dough chunk puff. Like all Built Bars, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is 100% covered in chocolate, but you're also getting the light, fluffy texture that you get 
with a built bar puff. I mean, it's something that's like it's light, it keeps you going, but it's also filling and gives you all the energy that you need. And you can even save some money on it right now, guys, because if you go to built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, David, we talked about some of our projections, and there was a couple of guys that we left out projecting this year because we think they're going to break out and enter the you know national stage this year potentially. So we'll go offense and defense here for our breakout players in 2022. Let's start on the offensive side of things here, David. When you're looking for a breakout candidate that you think is going to step on the stage this year, who are you going with? Yeah, so a guy I've been very, very high on, a guy who I feel like is going to have a – monster year and is going to have a lot of opportunities in this offense and it is the tight end Gerald Everett I think Gerald Everett has never eclipsed 48 receptions in a year and never more than 500 receiving yards in a season he's only hit 478 I think this year with Justin Herbert with the amount of times we have seen Justin target his tight ends and that is definitely a weapon in the offense that they are going to try to utilize I think Gerald Everett is going to break out I'm, I'm thinking something around 65 receptions about 650 receiving yards and I'm thinking I'm going to say seven receiving touchdowns for Gerald Everett this season yeah I mean you've talked about you know how you feel about Gerald Everett I've talked about it and said I think he's going to kind of blow away all of his previous career highs and that would do it yeah. Uh, I think he absolutely can. I think the biggest question there is, is it a true Gerald Everett 1A situation or, you know, tight end one situation? Or do they want Donald Parham on the field enough and ha- want it to be a more equal split? That's the only yeah. thing I could think of. I mean, the thing is, is even Jared Cook only had 48 catches last season, right? So that's still 17 more catches that you sure. have Gerald Everett having this season, which isn't out of the question. I think the biggest thing is, is Gerald Everett last year had the same amount of catches as Jared Cook did, but he had it on 20 fewer targets, right? Jared Cook had 83 targets last season. I think a lot of those are still up for grabs for someone like Gerald Everett. But out of those 20 more targets that Gerald Everett had last season, right, and what Jared Cook had, how much does Donald Barham, you know, get in, you know, split into that? And and how much, you know, will it change what Gerald Everett does? I mean, I do think the four touchdowns, like no way I think he has less than four touchdowns this year. Uh, I mean, I think I would have him going way more than that. Uh, I think he definitely surpasses 50 catches. I think he definitely surpasses 550, 600 yards. I think he's definitely doable. I do think he is a guy who still seems like he has untapped potential because he put those career high numbers up and he basically only had a healthy Russell Wilson for 13 games last season, right? That's four and a half or three and a half games, at least of Geno Smith. So he did it even with those factors in him. Now he has Justin Herbert and, the other part of it is how good of a rapport those two have had during training camp. I mean, he's been all over Justin Herbert's radar during training camp and scoring a ton of touchdowns. But what about Josh Palmer, David? Because I think Josh Palmer is another guy who only has one year of stats, so I think he will absolutely kind of blow those stats away. But I do think he has breakout potential. I mean, what he looked like in that last preseason game, I mean, how is he not a breakout candidate for the offense in 2022? Yeah, he just looked like he looked like a man among boys out there. He just looked like a true superstar. He looked like the best player on the field at that moment in he did. time. Yeah. And that that's what the And the that, Saints starters what, are playing. Yeah. Right, exactly. And 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 that's that's the one thing. That the Saints, uh, you know, the Saints starting offense went out there and and beat up on the the Chargers backups guys that were never going to make the team. But Josh Palmer went out there and did that against the Saints number 1 defense. Yeah. So just let lets you know this guy's locked in and ready to go and with the work ethic like Josh Palmer possesses, he has no choice but to succeed because this is a guy who has made his own luck. 
Yeah, he hasn't just shown up and, and rested on his laurels and his athletic ability. This is a guy that showed up before practice, a guy that stayed after practice, get, catching passes from his quarterback. All of that work is going to manifest itself on the field, and it's going to happen this season, especially for Josh Palmer. Definitely a breakout candidate. Yeah, and I mean, the one game that he didn't have or got a start last season, he had five catches, 60 plus yards and a touchdown. You also saw him, you know, in that final game of the season and Justin Herbert going to him in the biggest moments of that game and him coming through, you know, with a touchdown on fourth and 21. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it, it, it's definitely it was growing last year. I think he probably has the best hands, the hands I trust the most right now out of the receiving core. And I mean, that's receiving core, including Keenan Allen, right? So I think he does have the best hands right now. Only had one drop last season. I do think he's going to shatter everything he pretty much did last season. It's just going to be how many snaps he can eat into. What I do think though, is there are going to be opportunities where, you know, Keenan Allen or Mike Williams has to miss a game or two. And I think in those moments, you're going to start to see a glimpse of what this dude can do. This year could be a breakout. I mean, he could break out two years in a row. Like we could see him even squash that more. If he comes into a bigger role after that right now, he's still fighting with the big dogs over the targets and we're, we'll see kind of how it all plays out, especially with Jalen Guyton also looking pretty good. Let's go to the defensive side, David, and I'm going to start with one that we haven't talked about yet. And I'm going with Sebastian Joseph day as my it. breakout candidate on the defensive it. side. And now when am I saying that I'll give a little bold prediction with it as well. He has six career sacks. I think he's going to match that this season. I think Ooh, Sebastian Joseph day okay. is going to have more than six sacks in 2022 i mean he had three sacks in seven games in 2021 right yeah. and he's also yes he did play with aaron donald right so i mean he had advantages there for sure i think he's yeah. playing you know he's the number one defensive tackle clearly he's never oh, been yeah. in that situation ever and i think the other thing is is even with aaron donald he's never had two edge rushers like he has with him right now which is different because when you're with aaron or you know playing with aaron donald what you're going to want to do a lot of the time is roll your quarterback out, get him on yeah. the move, right? Get him away yeah. from the middle. Yes. It's a lot harder. I mean, you're going to get way more quarterbacks stepping up in the pocket now with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack collapsing the pocket on the outside. Right into the so waiting think, arms of Sebastian Joseph Day. Totally. So I think he could have a, a true breakout season this year, especially in the pass rush department. Yeah, I, I think that that's a really, really good pick, Daniel. Honestly, that's not a guy that was really on the forefront of my mind there, but Trick, I, I think surprise. that he is in a great situation. It's going to be a lot harder to tell, too, if he has a breakout, right? Because I think it's like he also could, you know, spearhead a much improved Chargers run defense, which would be, you know, a breakout season to some right. extent. And, and a you lot might, harder to quantify, though. Yeah, you might not see it in the tackle numbers, but you'll see it in the, the yards per game given up category. You know, it, I don't think... You're going to see a run defense that's given up 140 rushing yards a game this year. You know, with yeah. guys like Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson making immediate impacts and really quelling that number. Yeah, and I think that you're going to see huge numbers from the linebackers, right, because of what Sebastian Joseph Day is going to really do for them in the middle. And that's who I think it's going to improve, right? I think yeah. the linebackers are going to look a lot better because of what Sebastian Joseph Day is doing in front of them and not having your defensive tackle, you know, put into your lap by an opposing guard and center, right? So just him being able to stand his ground. He lived in the background in the backfield during this training camp. He was the most impressive defensive tackle. And he was know, talking trash about it the entire time too. And he has that energy that I think is invaluable up front. But David Nazir Adderley, I mean, you can't go this segment without talking about this dude. I mean, he just, to me, it just seems like I have more confidence in him because he seems to have more confidence in himself. And it just seems yeah. like he's, you're talking about, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day talking trash. I've been hearing about his year Adderley out there talking trash, right? And and him, you know, 
somebody gets hit a, you know, a little too hard, an offensive guy goes a little too hard, he's going to pay it back the next time to whatever offensive guy is running his direction and lay the yeah. wood on him. And we've heard yeah. that from several different players. He's going to be collecting those receipts. Woof. I mean, it, David, he has one career interception this year Adderley. I think he gets four in 2022. That That's the number I would put it at that I would feel comfortable saying. I think he's going to quadruple his three first seasons in the NFL in one season in 2022. I'm super high. Maybe I'll get burnt again as I have with Jerry Tillery and, you know, Kenneth Murray or something. But I do think he improved leaps and bounds last season. Maybe it didn't show up as much in the stat sheet last year. I think it will this year. But the reason why I feel very good about Nas breaking out this year is because we have seen the signs. We have seen the improvements. That's the difference between guys like Kenneth Murray and Jerry Tillery is that we haven't really seen that consistent forward upward trajectory like we have with Nazir Adderley. I think you've seen you can see tangible things that have gotten better. Like last year, the physicality for Nas was definitely ratcheted up. There's no question about it, especially down the stretch. He was a much different player. I think he is very comfortable in this defense. I feel like this is a defense where you can really showcase what Nas is capable of doing. And I feel like all those opportunities where he was this close from yeah. picking off a pass, I think the comfortability in this defense and the, the guys that are surrounding him and playing with him are going to be the reason why Nas truly breaks out and Nazir Adderley and Derwin James do become one of the best safety tandems in the NFL. As he always thought they would do, but it does seem yeah. like he is getting some of that confidence back. He came in with yes. swagger. He came in cocky. I think his Absolutely. first rookie season, you know, humbled him in a yeah. lot of ways. And not only do I expect this from Nazir Adderley, like Nazir Adderley is in a contract season. He needs it more than anyone, yeah, he right? Does. Like he, you know, it, it, he can't have zero interceptions again and, and hope to get paid. It's just not going to happen. Not I mean, at the NFL, safety position. No. No. And, and I do think that the part you brought up and how physical and how willing he is to go fill in the running game and how much more confident he is in his angles to go make tackles in the box. Like that's just something we didn't like. We saw at a much slower rate with someone like Rashawn Jenkins, right? Nazir Adderley looked a lot like Rashawn Jenkins early on, right? Missing a lot of those tackles as the last line of defense. He's a physical force to be reckoned with. I think he's going to have tackles for us. I think he's going to be shooting gaps and blitzing some. I'm expecting big things from Nazir Adderley, and I think he's going to get paid after this season. I think he's going to have that kind of John Johnson season that John Johnson had with Brandon Staley taking over the Rams in 2028. An okay player that kind of took a huge leap. I think that's what Nazir Adderley could do. And if those two dudes are playing at that level on the back end, Good luck to everyone else because that's going to (laughs) be really tough to deal with. But there's so many players we're expecting so much from David. And I think we're also just expecting a lot from this team. So make sure you guys are back here with us tomorrow when we get into our team expectations. How much better will the run defense be? Right. What do we think that who or, you know, some bold predictions to be made, I think, are in order, David. And also just our final predictions on the record for the Chargers in 2022. That's all coming up tomorrow. So make sure you guys don't miss it. Subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free wherever you get your podcast from. And you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, but where you do, make sure you rate and review as well. It means a lot to us. And you can always find the show on all of our social media as well. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at Drotalk SD, and his DMs are always open. You can find the show's page at Locked On LAC, and you can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. We will once the season starts. Wednesdays are going to be for fans. If you guys want to get your voicemails in, you can hit us up at 323-524-7924, and we'll get into them on our Wednesday shows. And you can also hit us up on Twitter 
in the YouTube comments or wherever to get your questions on. We'll be getting into them. But that's going to do it for today. Make sure you're back tomorrow for our final season predictions on how everything is going to play out with the most hyped Chargers team that we can remember. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.